Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. As we roll towards the conference championship games this weekend. I mean it, man. This is... This is part of the year where you get the best football. It is. Best storylines, your favorite teams. We're now in the final four. This is awesome, man. This is the real final four, okay? College basketball, which I love, this is the real final four, okay? Guys, do me a favor. Hit the like button. We really appreciate it. Hey, Paul, thank you so much, man. That was a lot of fun last night. We were on the Seth Joyner show last night, and Seth was spectacular. By the way, Seth returned the favor. He was on with the middle today. Go check it out. He was spectacular with Harry and Barrett. So those guys were really fantastic together today, too. So Seth's becoming part of a staple here on the Jacob Media channel here, especially with Big Sills in the middle show. So um, that was really absolutely spectacular, that show last night. We had a great time talking ball, and that's what we're going to kind of do here. Hit the like button, like I said. Guys, I'm going to get to you here in a second. I want to start it out. And listen, I don't mean to start it out with a downer here. And I don't know if this is a downer. You tell me. Okay, you tell me if this is a downer. It's been two years since we lost Kobe Bryant, Gianna, and the seven others that died in that helicopter crash, I started thinking about what that meant to me. You know, Kobe's death had an impact on me. He made me a better dad. Kobe reminded me to make sure I tell my daughter every day I love her because nothing's a given. He did. I'm a girl dad. And it just, it reminded me every single time that I think of Kobe. Hey, Danielle, I love you, honey. Just a text, just an email, just to make sure I tell her I love her. I have more respect for Kobe Bryant since his passing than when he played. I thought he was a ball hog. I thought he was just crazy. But you know what, guys? You know where he learned that Mamba mentality? In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In Philly. Upper Marion. His legend was built in that community and in that area. His attitude. You think it was in La La Land in Los Angeles? Mamba mentality is Philly mentality. Big Chris says, and Italy. I know Kobe spoke, what was it, like five or six different languages? Was a massive business success. The whole world was shocked with Sally, wasn't it? I'll never forget, man. He, this accident happened like 
an hour from us. We've driven by this place. On the way to L.A., I, I, I couldn't believe it. But I'm not here to say this, man. I'm not here to go like this. You know, this is a sad moment. Kobe Bryant built his mentality being a member of your community. Kobe is Philly. Jelly Bean, all that. Dr. J. Kobe's Philly. You should take great pride in that. You see, L.A. claims him. He is Philly. Kobe is Philly. That mentality, Jason Kelsey, that's what that mentality is. Kobe loved the Eagles. He surely did. Okay? Loved the Eagles. Huge Eagle fan. Who was never going to be a Rams fan. He was an Eagle guy. Always going to be. Guys should take great pride in having one of your own, and his name is Kobe Bryant. Shit, man. You can't get any better than that. That dude is the closest thing. I don't care what they say about LeBron. That guy's the closest thing to Jordan. Those two guys, man, personified winning. Fantastic. So I bow to you, man. And Italy. I get it, Lawrence. But his heart was in Philly. I thought about that today. I came out, I was thinking, what could I say about that? It was easy. Every athlete that goes into Philadelphia has to have the Kobe mentality to succeed. And if you don't, you're Carson Wentz. And you're in Indianapolis. Congratulations to you guys. That's quite an athlete to have on your Mount Rushmore of people that are born there and part of that whole scenario in your sports scene. Congratulations. It's quite an honor. And on a day like this, you don't think about the crash. You think about how he lived his life and what personified his life, how he was raised. Awesome. All right. Let's get into some football here. You know, I thought about the topic today. By the way, again, please, guys, hit the like button. Oh, real quick. Entertainment Tonight's Kevin Frazier will join us at the bottom of the hour. We will talk NFL playoffs. We will talk an array of sports. I've known Kevin Frazier for such a long time. If you've ever watched Entertainment Tonight, you see Kevin on. I think he's been on now 13, 14 years now as the co-host of Entertainment Tonight. He and I started at Fox Sports together with Tony Bruno, believe it or not. Back in the day when we started Fox Sports Radio, we would be over at the Fox lot um, the whole time. What up, Eric? All you guys, I appreciate you coming aboard. Let me get to the topic here. So let's just assume what the press conference was the other day with Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman, that Jalen Hurts going into the 2022 season is going to be the starting quarterback for the Eagles. I think today, when we talk about it on January 26th, I think that's all we can say. Hey, look, would we'd like to have pie-in-the-sky conversations about Deshaun Watson? Would we'd like to have maybe a fantasy about having Russell Wilson as the starting quarterback for the start of the season in September? Absolutely, those are all conversations that we'll get into as we get closer to free agency and into the draft. There's no doubt. But let's look at the reality right now, okay? Okay. 
Let's look at what we're facing right now. Jalen's got a lot of pressure. He's got a lot of pressure. By the way, you know, talking with Seth Joyner last night, being on his show, Seth is in agreement that he should be given the opportunity to be the starting quarterback in 2022 to see what they have. I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Allen, but you never know. You just, hey, I could have swore to you after I watched Lamar Jackson, his first year when he took over for Joe Flacco, I could have swore to you that kid would have been out of the league in five years. The next year, he's the MVP of the league. Then there's the coaching staff and the coach. By the way, you know Matt Nagy, a couple years ago, was named the NFL's coach of the year. You know that, right? He was the coach of the year with Mitchell Trubinsky. Now he's fired. There's a lot, I think, question marks going into 2022 on what the future of the Eagles is going to be. 2022 is not the future. It's the present. So I ask you this. Who will have more pressure this year going into this season to keep his job, Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts? I did a lot of thinking about this. What if Sirianni shits to bed with a harder schedule? Do you fire him at the end of the year? Do you fire him and try to get Jalen a better coach? Coaching is key. We see what happened in Buffalo with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. Do you personally think, how about this? Do you personally think that Patrick Mahomes would be the same quarterback if he didn't have Andy Reid? No way. No way whatsoever. You really don't think Mahomes is that guy if he doesn't have Reed as his play caller and his quarterback guru. Don't you agree? Think about that. Mahomes is not the same guy. He's not in four straight NFC championship games. There is no way. Hey, BF, he does have all the weapons. But we see how important coaching is in the NFL. It's more important in the NFL than in the college ranks. Saban happens to be both a great coach and a great recruiter. But you can get away with just being a great recruiter and win games. Maybe not a national title, but you can get away with it. Look at Lincoln Riley. Okay, look at Lincoln Riley. Never won a national title, and every time he got into the semifinals, he got blasted. It's not like that guy's winning games when it comes to being the game. Hey, East Camden for life. Perfect. Look at what Andy Reid did to Michael Vick. Michael Vick did not look like the same quarterback that was in Atlanta when he was playing in Philly. That guy could actually read a defense when he was in Philadelphia. That was a different-looking dude. Okay? Hey, BF, he does have God-given ability. But Reed's influence has clearly been a factor in his progress. NZ Philly fan. No, I don't think you fire Nick because Jalen will be the scapegoat. All right, let's get into this here for a second. Let me get into Sirianni. By the way, guys, 
the Eagles sent the they set the bar. You fired a coach that won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Three years ago, you fired a guy that brought you a Lombardi trophy, brought you the parade up Broad Street. That's the bar. So if Nick shits the bed, hey, you can easily fire that guy. Okay? Think about that for a minute, right? Think about that. You fired a guy who delivered a Super Bowl. Sirianni's on the hot seat. Who has the pressure? If Jalen doesn't play well, there's no way the Eagles keep him, especially after what we've watched the last three days. People commenting on what we saw this past weekend, even Sean Payton goes, I ain't got me one of those. I'm out of here in New Orleans. Sean Payton is not going to stay retired. He's like 57, 58 years old. He's going to take a year off. I think there's like two years remaining on his contract, maybe one year. That's on his deal. Then he's going to go into broadcasting this year and do something. He'll probably pull up Bruce Arians and get back into coaching again. I totally think the pressure is on Sirianni. Okay? I think it's on Sirianni. Sirianni's got to put a coaching staff together, and he's got to show that he's making Jalen better. Jalen is the pawn in this thing. Because get this, guys. Think about it for a minute. The front office is split down the middle, just like the fan base is, and the media in Philadelphia. Am I, is that fair? Is that a fair statement when it comes to Jalen? That kind of clouds your opinion of Sirianni and what he did because you're going to go like this. He got the team in the postseason. They were really great in running the ball against shitty teams, but okay. I think it's Sirianni. Okay? I really do. I think it's Nick Sirianni. What if Jonathan Gannon comes back as the D.C. and doesn't get one of these jobs. I, I By the way, it, it blows my mind that Jim Caldwell, who had winning seasons in Indianapolis and in Detroit, he, he took the Detroit Lions to two playoff appearances. Crazy that they fired him. Brian Flores, out of a job. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. And Jonathan Gannon is getting a look in Houston, Minnesota, and some of these other places, it blows my mind. I did not think he was that good this year. Soft-ass coverages, didn't play, play press. They played that umbrella. I, I was like, I, I mean, get this, guys. I know they made the postseason. Since week eight, they had one of the better defenses in the NFL. It just didn't seem it to me. Again, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm on an island here. But that falls at the desk of Nick Sirianni here. Bro, you can easily upgrade a defensive coordinator, in my opinion, by blowing that guy out. I, 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 me, I would make a change at my D.C., but they're not going to. They're going to keep it intact. 
that's going to be something that could come back to haunt Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni's first decision that he's had to make was keeping Jonathan Gannon. The number one thing that gets coaches fired is this. Poor assistance around you. Okay? Poor assistance. Jimmy Johnson has said this numerous times. If you do not have a great assistant coaching staff, you're never going to succeed. Paul says we had an easy schedule. Vic Fangio, I want an aggressive D.C. East Cannon for life. Seth Joyner for defensive coordinator. Eagles would never go there with that because you know why? They wouldn't want a guy in the building that would bark back at them. Chalk it up, Sports Philly. Blind loyalty is the number one thing that gets coaches fired. Amen, Xander. Give him a post. That was fantastic. That's exactly correct. I want Dan Cilio for D.C. Nah, not enough money. Parcells and Belichick and Coughlin, all great coaching staffs. All great coaching staffs. B.F. Gannon is a school bus fire. Dude, I'm telling you, man, I just don't see it. He benefited from a great running attack and a poor schedule in the second half of the season. I just don't see it, okay? I, I, I really don't. So to me, I look at it this way. Sirianni is going to be on the hot seat here going into this. Can't blame Jalen. Jalen needs better coaches. How about this? Do you think Jalen's got great coaches around him to improve his game? Is Sirianni the guy that's going to take and elevate Jalen Hurts to another level? Because the level he's at is not good enough. The level he's at is not good enough. He's no Andy Reid. Oh, that's right. You guys fired him. As a matter of fact, think about this. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, BF. Think about this. So you guys fired a coach that got you to a Super Bowl and a coach that won you one. Is that what ownership has done in Philadelphia? Man, that sounds like an ego problem. I just thought about that for a, for a second here. So the Philadelphia Eagles have fired a coach that got you to a Super Bowl and another one that won one. Boy, your fucking ego's big in that front office. Man. You fired a Hall of Fame coach. And you fired another guy who delivered the one thing that the Eagles haven't had since 1960. A, a Super Bowl. Whew. Man, that's, a, that's an ego statement that has to be addressed. It has to be. The Eagle front office gets in the way of itself when it comes to selections. Drafting, being involved in who's playing on Sundays. The Eagles should not have had only one Super Bowl. But because management gets in the way of itself, they fire a coach that went to four straight NFC titles, got to a Super Bowl. Then they turn around, what was it, five years later, and fire a guy who delivered one. 
Big Chris, that is goofy. And in Pittsburgh, you've had three coaches since 1969. Manny says, yeah, both coaches lost the locker rooms. I find that unbelievably not true. Andy Reid losing a locker room? <laughs> well, then fire the fucks that are in the locker room. Fire those guys. Get them out of there. That's what my coach did. Oh, you want to be a dissenter? You're out. Later. You're on the waiver wire. It's my way or the highway. Maybe they don't have that kind of autonomy to do that kind of stuff. Big Chris says, gave total power to Chip Kelly. That's what's frightening him right now. Why they won't give the power to the coach. Maniac says, Eagles should not have had just one Super Bowl. I agreed, bro. 100%. I, I completely agree. That team should. Now, again, the following year after you guys won the Super Bowl, if Alshon Jeffries catches that pass, okay, against New Orleans, in my opinion, you're driving in. I think you go to another NFC title game. God knows what Foles would have done then, too. I think that was just a poor execution by Alshon Jeffries dropping that pass. I think you guys should have went to back-to-back NFC title games. I've never been a fan of that guy. I think Alshon Jeffries and Jackson were cancers in your locker room. You'll never get Andy back. Maniac, I I thought you should have won. To me, I, I swear I'll never forget. I'm watching. I'm going, these people got hosed out of going to two straight NFC championship games. Okay, I was like this. Yeah, and, and, and Matt, I do think that was the end of Jeffries because he was never the same after that. Then he started bitching and whispering in the locker room. By the way, little tidbit for you. Sean Payton resigned as head coach of the Saints. You know who he recommended to take over for him? You got it, Doug Peterson. He and Doug are dear friends. And he recommended to Gail Benson that Doug Peterson be the head football coach of the New Orleans Saints. Remember something, too. That defense is awful stout in New Orleans. They just need to figure the quarterback out. Simeon, Trevor Simeon and Tyson Hill and Jameis Winston are not going to cut it. Okay? They're not going to cut it. It's a great franchise. Mickey Loomis, the general manager, is one of the top GMs. He's a friend of mine. I know him a long time. Okay, I, I think that front office does a really good job at finding talent. The Michael Thomas stuff, I don't know what happened between Michael Thomas and Sean Payton. Hugh says that Doug should take it. Good fit. Isn't Doug from Louisiana? Yeah, I don't know that. How do you feel about the Giants' new GM? Hey, man, I think the Giants are going to get it right. And if Dayball gets the job, I think that's a great hire. The job that he's done up in Buffalo with um, Josh Allen is spectacular. McNabb and Reed couldn't get there either. They did get there. They got to the Super Bowl. They didn't deliver it and run through the tape. So that's why Doug dropped out of the Jags job. I didn't know that, that he had dropped out of that, the running, but he's been recommended by by Sean Payton to take over in New Orleans. So keep an eye on that. Doug could be your next head football coach in New Orleans. 
Eric says, Doug coached high school ball in Shreveport. I didn't know that either. I like Doug to the Saints, W2 says. Yeah. All right, guys. Listen, please hit the like button. One of my dear friends, you're going to love this guy. I know many of you have seen him on Entertainment Tonight. He is Kevin Frazier. Started his career at ESPN, also at Fox. He's been on Entertainment Tonight. Covers the Oscars, the red carpet stuff. This guy's so versatile. He so loves sports. We will get back to the Eagles, and we will talk a little more about Sirianni and Jalen. Also, the conference title games this weekend. Hit the like button. Please keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Brandon Brooks calls it a career. Helps him out on their salary cap, too. Did a restructuring of his deal to help the Eagles on the way out the door. Probably in light of the fact that the last two years, he's been banged up and injured. He probably wasn't going to be part of the future of the football team, so he decided to call it a career. Three-time pro bowler, part of the Super Bowl team, 
absolutely a great football player. Okay. Let me tell you something. When you play the length of time and you put Pro Bowls together and then you put the ring on your finger, that's what you play for. You play for team accomplishment and personal recognition. And he accomplished both as an Eagle. There's nothing else to say. You could say that the last couple of years of his career in Philadelphia were not what he wanted or what the organization wanted or, at the end of the day, what the fans wanted. But three-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl ring, an NFC Championship ring, I don't know. What else is there to accomplish? You're a 10-plus-year vet. You know, you get past that mile marker where you're a 10-year-plus guy, you're not starting to talk about a guy whose impact on your football team is a good thing, okay? So he'll go down, and he'll be one of the dudes that doesn't have to buy a sandwich or buy a beer in Philadelphia for the rest of his life. He'll go down in that lore because you know why? He did something that no other Eagle team was able to do since the Super Bowl era. And no, Brooks is not a Hall of Famer. He may be an Eagle Hall of Famer. One day you may see him get the green jacket. Okay, but NFL Hall of Famer, no. But he was a major part of that football team winning a Super Bowl. Okay, that's right, Eric. Everybody on that team's a legend, man. You'll never forget that roster. That roster will be forever and ever, okay? Forever and ever. And just to, th- just to throw this out there a little bit there, um, hey, uh, Xander, Kevin Frazier just said he doesn't have the link. Maybe if you text him too, I might have written down the, um, I might have written down the uh, email address wrong here. So let me see, make it, make it sure that I did. Um, copy this. I hate doing this stuff live. I saw, I saw Harry doing this. Uh, I saw Harry doing this live here this morning too. So, yeah. So let's see if we can get this here for you here. Hang on for a second. Want to make sure we get it here. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. So we'll get Kevin Frazier on here in a minute here. Yeah. Hey, Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks, make no mistake about it, okay? Fabulous career. Pro Bowls, all of that, okay? Cements his cements himself as an eagle that you're going to remember because that roster, like I said, those guys who do things like that in communities like in Boston, Pittsburgh, or in Philadelphia, Chicago, for instance, that 85 Bears team will always be remembered in Chicago. Look. The Bulls in the run by Jordan in Chicago is legendary, iconic. That 85 Bears team, though, in Chicago will never be forgotten. Every single one of those guys that ever played on that team, okay? Is Kelsey next? That's going to be the big question in the offseason. You know, I would say this to you about Jason Kelsey. I would make this point to you about Jason, that Jason Kelsey – is going to have to look at it like this. He's going to have to look at his recovery time. This was the thing that ended John Elway's career. 
okay? It was the thing that ended Elway's career, was the fact that he couldn't recover and didn't have enough recovery time. Remember something about the NFL today. You now have a a 12-month-a-year job. It's not like it was, you know, 15 years ago where you could show up to training camp for three months and you sit there and all of a sudden, you know what, you can get yourself into shape, get yourself ready because you got three months. It's a year-round proposition to stay in shape. It's a year-round proposition to have yourself ready for all these OTAs, minicamps, and have yourself ready for the upcoming season. You don't have that time off any longer. So Kelsey's body is going to be something that their Eagles are going to have to monitor. Does that also affect potentially what's coming up in the NFL draft, like the kid Linderbaum from Iowa? Would that maybe push them, the Eagles, towards maybe making that selection where they go after him? Probably. Okay? They're probably thinking that anyway. Kelsey's got, look, Kelsey's got one year tops. Either he plays this year, he's not playing next year. So that's got to be a factor when you're putting your draft board together if you're Howie Roseman. And now with Brooks retiring, there's no, there, there's no question that that's got to be a priority. What was the number one thing that got the Eagles into the postseason this year? The number one thing that got the Eagles into the postseason was their running attack and their offensive line. The offensive line is what has kept them competitive and relevant. Every single look at Joe Burrow. Look at everything that's going on right now when it comes to um, a situation. Will with with like the Bengals. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Nine times. There's no question. What is going to be the major emphasis this offseason here in Cincinnati? It's going to be trying to make sure that they don't get that other leg injured of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a guy that has changed an entire franchise and an entire culture around. Completely changed it around, man. And when you think of what they have to retool, they've got to go into the old line. Same thing here when it comes to the Eagles. They've got to get into a position here where they start to understand that that's the strength of the football team. NFC East B says, forget Linderbaum. Give me Kenyon Green. Eric says, good thing we have the best O-line coach. You do. Talk about developing. You know what, too, Eric? I'll say this to you. You have the best O-line coach, but I'd also like to have the best offensive coordinator. Okay? All right. One of my friends, man, I love talking sports, and we're (coughs) fortunate enough to get them. I love talking to Kevin Frazier. Entertainment Tonight's very own. I got to start Kevin. Uh, excuse me, my CTE may be kicking in here a little bit, but how long you've been on ET now since you left sports? Since 2004. My last sports center was September of 2004. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But I still get to do sports. I get to dip every once in a while and to play with the guys at TNT. I'm going to do NFL honors. I'll be doing the red carpet at NFL honors. But still, I'm doing NFL honors. All right, Kev, let's let, let's start it out. And by the way, I, I don't, I don't want to sound somber here with this, but it's two years since Kobe Bryant, and we lost Kobe Bryant here. And, you know, I, I told everybody at the open of my show, the guy made me a better dad because, you know, what he reminded me to do every day, to tell my daughter how much I loved her, to make sure that I am 
constantly telling the ones that I love the most how much I love them because nothing is a given any longer. And I've had so much more respect for Kobe. You know, you looked at him as a ball hog, but when you <laughs> saw him as a dad, I became a girl dad, man. I mean, I yeah, just yeah. – just, just tell me your thoughts and reflect a little bit. It's been two years now since. It's almost unbelievable that, you know, it's still hard to believe. You know, Kobe was so singularly obsessed with basketball. He was so focused on basketball and everything was about basketball for such a long stretch of his life. And he carried the weight of being the man for the Lakers on his shoulders. But, I mean, you know, I remember him doing things like, he was explaining to me that he had a photographer shooting him during games every time he drove to the basket to make sure that he was getting his shoulder lower than everyone else. That's how much he focused on the games. He, you know, he would go back to his room at night and he rewatched the games. He watched game tape. He was singularly obsessed with getting better. And I've never met anyone that focused. And I always tell folks, I was out um, at dinner with a good friend of mine who was also a radio show host down in San Diego. Here comes Kobe trotting by. He stops by to say hello or chit-chat. And we're like, man, sit down, you know, eat with us for a second. He's like, no, no, I got to get ready for workout. And I was like, oh, dang, you what time are you starting? He's like, in an hour. I'm like, bro, it's 10 o'clock at night. What do you mean? <clears throat> but that's who he was. And that's that focus. And then basketball ended. And he found his passions, where he was going next. And one of those passions was he rediscovered just how much he loved those girls. And the connection between he and Gigi was special. It was it was otherworldly. It was different. And I was talking today about one of the girls that plays um, at the school my son attends. She played for Kobe. And, you know, I was reading her tribute to Kobe and everything. And I was watching her play today. And she was just so sound and so fundamentally good. And I just, it, it made me think about it. He changed basketball, but he changed women's basketball and the way it's perceived. And he did a great job of that. And I'm so sad for women's basketball, what they miss by not having Gianna here. You know what, too, Kev? I, I talked to Gina Oriema. Yeah. And they were really looking at potentially her eventually maybe going to stores. And that was her dream. And Gina oh, said this. She was going to – she was – there was no doubt she was going to stores. That was – yeah, Gino's playing coy, but she was locked in. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, the other news of the day, Barry Bonds not being elected to the Hall of Fame. You know, Kev, this is my position. Maybe you differ yeah. on it. I, I, I don't think baseball is complete or a Hall of Fame is complete unless you have a guy like Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Look, he's been he's been judged in the court of public opinion. By the way, you know, the, the writers are going under the premise of suspected PED user. You can have whatever you want, but I'll throw this at you. Are we under the impression that Bonds was the only juicer during that era and that pitchers weren't on juice too? that Bonds and like guys like Eric Gagne and all them players that, you know, we don't know that potentially could have been on steroids during the steroid era. I mean, it's just you can't pick and choose which guys because he was a jackass to you as a media member to keep him out that of the hall. Did. You just hit it on the head that there are people who don't like Barry the person and that that is tarnished what they're thinking. And here's what I say about the Hall of Fame, and everybody needs to think hard about this when they think about the, er the steroid era. 
if you are going to judge players during the steroid era, then what about all those guys who are in the Hall of Fame from the segregation era? You know, I know they're going back and they're saying, oh, we're going to add guys for the Negro Leagues. But wait a minute. You didn't face the best pitching. You didn't face the best players. Some of you guys may not have made the team because there would have been someone of color who might have gotten that spot. And so I just think it's fascinating that we are so self-righteous now about the steroid era and how pure baseball was. Um, is Kennesaw Mountain Landis in 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 the Hall of Fame? He, yes, did, he is. is. Yes, he is. And you know what? He's the one who banned African-Americans from playing the game of baseball. So those guys who are in there, look at them different too. And I'm not saying they weren't great baseball players, but there are a lot of great play, baseball players who could have played on those teams or in those positions who never got the chance. So stop being so self-righteous baseball writers. It's bullshit. <laughs> Hey, man, I always tell people baseball didn't start till 1960, really, as far as I'm concerned. No, no and, and really, honestly, let's let's think about this. In the 60s, it was like, well, you can have one or two of those guys on your team, but not no more. I, I say, look at everything from 70 on. You You're know, 70 on, okay. Look at I it. love it, man. Let me. Hey, the ratings came out for this past weekend for the NFL. Historic. It kept like 40 million people watched – the 49ers and the uh and the, Cowboys. And the Packer game the, the, the Buccaneers and Rams got 37-2 what has made the NFL the biggest watch on television i had i had david hill on yesterday or excuse me last week and i had on Sean McManus a couple months ago they say that that's their number one property right now kevin is <laughs> nfl football if you don't have nfl football on your network your network is behind the game. Why is it so big today? So first of all, shout out to David Hill. He is the one who hired me at Fox Sports. He started me um, as a sideline person that first year that Fox did the NFL. And if wow. you remember, that network was built because they acquired the NFL. These group of crazy Aussies came over here and they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get the NFL and we're going to change the way it looks and feels because those guys were the innovators. All the things that you see now, the scoreboard on the screen, the sound effects, the, the 10 yard line, all those things were Fox sports innovation. So shout out to David Hill and how he changed sports. Now um, here's the thing to understand. Football has always been the number one entity and acquisition the TV networks want. And that's why the bidding will go crazy now that Amazon wants it. You know, what will Apple do? Um, all the, I mean, Lord knows what's going to happen in these next negotiations. But it is so important. And I think that there was a mistaken thought that NFL was over, that someone used the NFL as a political tool. And, and the NFL became about politics and not about football. Now it's back to being about football. And now it's back to being about football. People love it. They always have. And remember this, 47% of that audience that watches football is female. It is America's game. It is what people love. And people watch it. It's how we gather on Sundays. Kev, do you think that's why the NBA and Major League Baseball struggles with, with TV ratings now is because they didn't weather through the racial turb turbulence that we had the last two years? And do you think because of the political issues, that's why we see some issues going on with those two sports? I think that, you know, with the NBA, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Kids aren't playing baseball anymore. That's the first problem. Fact. Don't, soccer. Kids are playing soccer. 
and soccer is on the rise. And if you want to know anything about what's going on in the world of sports, then you need to look at all the young Americans that are now signing with European teams, that how Europe is now coming over and raiding all this talent in America to play at the highest levels of soccer. You look in France, you look in um, England, you look in Italy, and you look in Germany, there are a bunch of Americans playing on the top clubs in the world. And when I say top clubs in the world, I mean any sport, top clubs in the world, highest valuated sports. So I, I think that that's the thing with baseball. With basketball, I think that the renewed interest and the focus will come back as soon as the playoffs hit. I mean, it has been hard with COVID and you don't know from day to day who's going to be on the court. Like, you know, the Nets are playing the Sixers. This will be a great matchup. Oh, wait a minute. It's just Kevin Durant. Everybody else is gone. So once you get past this COVID hump, and I think that's been the real problem for the NBA, nothing else, because people love the game. I mean, you look at the excitement when Klay Thompson came back. You look at the excitement when Steph and the Golden State Warriors were on that run. You look at the focus on LeBron and the Lakers and what's going on with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. People love the NBA. It's just been COVID has hit it so hard, and I think it's just it, it, we don't, we never know who's going to be on the court from day to day. If you had to pick an MVP in the NBA, would it be Joel Embiid from Philly, or would it be LeBron James? Could win a scoring title at 39. First of all, I do want to say this about LeBron. LeBron, we need to stop for a second, pause, and understand what he's done. From when he was a kid in high school, to what he has done now, being in the spotlight, how he has lived his life, how he has been a face for the NBA, how he has raised his children, how he has turned into a media mogul. There is not enough respect given to LeBron James for what he has done. Um, should he be the MVP? He damn well could be the MVP. I am wowed by what John Morant is doing right now. And I think that the second half of the season, there's going to be a hell of a race for the MVP because there are guys out there who are playing their behinds on. Embiid has turned the corner. And if he can stay healthy, he's a damn monster. But I think the race right now is so wide open. And by the way, what if when Steph pops out of this slump, Look out for that. All kinds of things can happen, but there is great basketball to be played down the stretch. Two last questions for you. Um, Mahomes and Allen, I want to go back to the Sunday game. You know, I, I've been talking to former guys, get off my lawn guys from back in the day to the yeah, current yeah. guys. Yeah, That's yeah. the best football game I've seen. Two quarterbacks. It reminded me of Elway. It reminded me of Montana, those kind of times. Elway and Joe going back and forth, or Marino. Just your thoughts. I mean, don't, that those are those two are the face of the league, aren't they? Well, I think that they are part of the face of the league. I think that, you know, it's ever-evolving because the league is changing and evolving. And um, I, I will say this. It felt to me like it was watching a good game of somebody playing Madden on TV. That, like, <laughs> stop them. And these guys are so gifted and they have moved the position of quarterback forward because they're mobile, they can sling it like nobody else's, and they have now, they've digested and have a command of what's going on on the field. And so it's no longer like these just young dudes out here. These are winners. And for our, for my kids, these will be the generational quarterbacks they remember. 
do I go back and I look back and say, there were guys who played in my era who did amazing things too. There, I mean, even if you go back to somebody like Stalt, I mean, um, Terry Bradshaw, you know, you go all the way back to Terry Bradshaw. I was a Baltimore Colts guy, Burt Jones, you know, I remember, remember Sonny Kilmer and, right. and Jurgensen for the, um, for um, the Washington Redskins. I remember watching Stallback, you know, do his things. And then Elway turning us down in Baltimore. There have always been great quarterbacks who come through the fold. And I think these two guys are poised to lead the next generation. So the NFL is in good hands. Final question for you. It's it's kind of a tough one. Cool. Um, it's about Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. And it's about some of the negative publicity. I mean, look. Why do we give Kyrie Irving a pass for being a halftime player because he decides not to be vaccinated? By the way, Kevin, I don't use my platform to tell people right. to be vaccinated or not. That's not right. my job. I think that's a personal decision for everybody to make. Whatever you want to do with your family, that's in your household. I don't do that because that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. But there are media people who want to tell you how to live your life. Hub Arkash, who's a writer in Chicago, says, I'm not voting for that guy because he's a dick. And I'm like, wait a minute. Since when is that part of the narrative on how you select the MVP? But we right. know it's because of the vaccination. Do you think that's a media person's responsibility to make that part of the narrative of how you cover an athlete? Or do you think it should be just sports? Or am I living in like rainbows and butterfly? Because again, it is about the personality of the player. It is about the personal lives. Give me your spin on this. Well, one, it circles back to what we were talking about at first in Barry Bonds, and that was Barry an asshole when he played. Yeah. I covered him, yes. Yeah, I covered him too. Do I wholeheartedly really, really like Barry Bonds? I really do. He's a good guy. I've had a chance to hang with him, ride bikes with him. I mean, he's a big cyclist now. And, and he's a good guy. But at the end of the day, all of that doesn't matter how we feel because we should be looking at things subjectively. Now, did Aaron Rodgers lie? Yeah, he lied. He did? He did. He ain't the first person. And you may even, there are people out there who vote for people who lie. So, I mean, whether it's in politics or sports, you know? So... Look, my problem with Aaron Rodgers was I felt like the disharmony he caused with the with the Packers this season with the I'm coming, I'm not coming, all that kind of stuff, gelling with the receivers, people saying, you know what, I'm leaving with Aaron. If Aaron's leaving, I'm leaving, or I'm going to sign a one-year. It, it, it led to this unsteady feeling. That was my problem with Aaron this season, and that's, what, that's where I have a problem. But look, if people don't realize there are a lot of jackasses out there in the sports world, and there are a lot of great people, too. But you can't judge performance on how you feel personally because you walked into a locker room and a dude lied to you or didn't give you something or didn't do what you wanted to do. You have to you have to judge it on performance. If you if you judge it on how people acted, let's go all the way back to Ty Cobb and yank his plaque down now in Cooperstown because he was a world class idiot. Or, or, or Tris Speaker, who was a Klansman. I mean, there's dudes right. in the Hall of Fame that were Klansmen. Like, how can you sit there and have those guys in the Hall of Fame, and then you look at Barry Bonds and you say, oh, but he did steroids. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, he put them in his body, didn't he? He put them in his body. <laughs>
Hey, Kev, man. I can't, wait to watch you. <laughs> I can't wait to watch you at the NFL Honors, man. And you do yeah. such a great job. My family watches you all the time on ET, man. We've been friends for God now 25 years, man. I love you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Anytime you call, you know, we've been texting back and forth. You're like, yeah, yeah. I- <laughs> I'm always coming. By the way, the show looks fantastic, man. Congratulations. Getting Thank you so much, brother. Thing, man. I love this. All right. Love you, man. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. Love that, man. He's one of my dear friends. Been friends for 25 years, right? We worked on the Fox lot together. I didn't know David Hill hired him. That's awesome, man. All right, guys, hit the like button. Back to your Eagles. Back to the NFL. I do want to hit on this Bond story. We're going to do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. Thank my friend Kevin Frazier for coming on the show. Before I get back to the Eagles offseason here, I want to say something about Bonds and the sports writers. You keep people out of a Hall of Fame on speculation. Think about that. 
because you think you know or assume Bonds never failed a drug test in his entire baseball career. Even the federal prosecutors that tried to go after him got him for obstruction. Nothing to do. They got him on house arrest. They spent $50 million of American taxpayer money on obstruction. And he had to have house arrest for 30 days in his mansion. Wow, great win. Congratulations. Total failure. Total failure. I covered Barry Bonds for five years when I worked at KMBR in the Bay Area. I actually did the postgame show for the San Francisco Giants when I hosted Sports Phone 68. The guy was a complete ass bag. I liked him like Kevin did. When the lights weren't on, Bonds was awesome. You know why Bonds and guys like Ken Griffey Jr., do you know why they had an ass with the media? Because the racist white media treated their fathers like shit. Bobby Bonds and Ken Griffey Sr. were treated like shit by the white media. Those two kids grew up in locker rooms. They grew up in dugouts. That's all they ever knew was watching their father have to deal with racism their whole entire life. Why wouldn't they be suspect of media people? When you're raised in an environment, you become your environment. This is not a past. This is just reality. Can you, how do you pick and choose? Well, here, I'm going to do this. Okay? This guy here, I think, did juice. That guy, well, you know, David Ortiz failed the drug test. How did he get into the Hall of Fame? Oh, I know, because he's on Fox now. I got it. So you put Ortiz, a lesser player than Bonds, in the Hall of Fame. You put a lesser player. Your Hall of Fame is not intact. If Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not in your Hall of Fame, and Kurt Schilling for that matter, and Mark McGuire. Sosa too. More 60 home run seasons than any player, including Ruth. You're assuming not factually, assuming these guys did juice. You're assuming it. The sports writers that are in baseball have to be the biggest ass bags on the planet because you know what it does every year? It's the most nauseating conversation next to the Pete Rose Hall of Fame stuff in sports. Should Bonds and Clemens be a Hall of Fame? Your Hall of Fame is not intact. Think about at least what the pro football people do. How many times was Lawrence Taylor busted for drugs? Numerous times. How many times did he fail drug tests? Numerous times. But you know what the Hall of Fame voters did for football? They're not there to put morality on whether or not Lawrence Taylor is a good dude or not. It's not this good dude Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Fame. You're judged on what those guys do in between the hash marks. In between the hash marks. Bonds was never proven that he took PEDs. Never failed a drug test. Remember what was going on during that time, too? 
the Aspag Sports Media were giving Lance Armstrong the AP Athlete of the Year every year. And this guy was the biggest doper on the planet and wrecked people's lives. But because he was white, they decided to side with that and shit on Bonds. There's no doubt about that. Who cares if Bonds... This, see, this goes into Aaron Rodgers stuff, too. They're treating Aaron Rodgers the same way they treat Bonds. Rodgers is an ass to most media people. You notice he only goes on the Pat McAfee show, really? And you know what happens with that? Accessibility becomes part of a narrative that other media people are jealous of Pat McAfee. You see, that's what this is also. Aaron doesn't give him accessibility. Chances to question him on a weekly basis like Pat does. Pat gives and gets the accessibility to Rodgers, and everybody hates that. So they pile on. Aaron Rodgers lost. Nobody's saying shit about Kyrie Irving. Kyrie doesn't play home games. Okay? Really? And you pay the guy his salary. Think about that for a minute. This guy's got a Roger Clemens deal. GW says Bonds' trainer took the rap. Again, that's a suspicion, not a fact. All the things you say about Bonds taking juice is not fact. There is not one thing you could prove to me or has been proven. Eric says, who cares? I think it goes into how people are covered, Eric. I think it goes into how people are covered in the mainstream media and in the sports media. That's why I care, Eric. Not because I have some sort of tie in the bonds. This is about treating people equally and for their performance and not giving my career and putting it into the hands of somebody who has an agenda. That's why I care. Can you imagine, Eric, if you spent your entire life doing something and somebody had, oh, by the way, let me give you just a little bit here, guys. People write all kinds of shit about me on the internet. 99.9% of it, it's not true. They spent their life ripping me down. People in my industry, it's not the people like you guys who join me every day. If you ever notice, it's Podcast Nobody Guy. It's Fundalac Wisconsin radio host guy. It's never anybody that's relevant. But because they go on 22% Twitter, which is the toilet of social media, you know, 22% of America's on Twitter, but yet some reason our society takes it as like it's air and water. Okay? They, they, all kinds of crazy shit. The only thing I haven't been accused of is murder and rape. Honestly. I've been accused of everything else. It's funny. I've got very few friends in that business. I have lifelong friends that are athletes. You, you see them coming on all the time. Kevin Frazier's a dear friend of mine. Big Seal, serious question. Was Bonds a Hall of Famer before the steroid era? Absolutely. He had 400 home runs and 400 stolen bases and had won six gloves. 
Tony Yee, hey, Big Sills, a lot of jealous people out there. You know what, too? You want to hear something, Tony? I root for everyone to have success. I don't root for people to fail. I really don't. I'm not a hater, man. All right, let me take a time out. I want to get back on the rails again. I, I love that conversation, though, about Bonds. It's not really about whether or not Bonds is a Hall of Famer. It's how people are covered. Look through the weeds here. Hit the like button. Hour two. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears you know you like being right that's why you should enroll in an independence blue cross plan it's the health plan chosen by more people than any other with more doctors and hospitals more benefits that really rock more of the coverage you want for the right price including free doctor visits 24 7 it's a choice you can feel good about because when you're right you're right and when you've got independence blue cross you're right where you need to be Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. Hour two national football show. Please hit the like button. Guys, we're a little behind. If you can hit that like button, I really appreciate it. Always like to end the show at around 100 likes. You guys are awesome. Thank you again for coming aboard. Want to say one more time, thank you very much to Seth Joyner for having me on the show last night. I got a really cool text from him last night after we did the show. He's like, I talked, I talked so much ball with you, man. It was so much fun just listening to how people see the game. And it's so cool how you two guys, how, how us two guys were sitting there just looking at the same kind of things that we were looking at when we were watching the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. 
Hey, hey, Eric, I know, man. That's why you guys are here. Okay? Lenny says steroids do not make great football players. It comes down to technique. Lenny, I'll get to that a little bit more here on the Bonds thing here. I want to get back in the room here um, a little bit with Doug Peterson taking the Saints job. It looks like that could possibly be. And a little bit more on Sirianni and and, and Jalen Hurts here as we go into the offseason here with the Eagles. But one more thing here. Hey, hey, I love it, Chris. Sills has been fired more times than my nine millimeter. You know what's funny about that, Chris? Let's see. 15 years I spent at WDAE in Tampa. It was a short run in Miami. No doubt. One year. Okay, there's two jobs. I spent five years at 1090 in Southern California. I spent two years at Intercom. I've had four jobs in 33 years. But if you listen to the internet, it's like I've been fired a billion times. You think being, how about this? And I wasn't fired from the 1090 job. I left, I resigned. So three jobs because of something I said on the air was truly something I said on the air. A couple of them were mistakes. The DAE one was. Three jobs in 33 years, all high ratings in places. Don't point you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. So four jobs in 33 years? I don't know. I think that's a pretty good batting average. <laughs> Sydney, out of control. No, not out of control. I say what's on my mind, and people don't like that. People don't like when I say something that maybe ruffles the feathers. And like I was told that the intercom place in San Diego, don't do your show. So, you know, the show we do here, I could never do that at intercom. Hey, we, we don't want you to do the Dan Celio show. Well, why'd you hire me then? You gave me $250,000 a year to not do the Dan Celio show. What do you want me to do? We want you to do a lighter version of it. Excuse me? So you want me to do, and I said this to them. I go like this. So you want me to do Snowflake Radio? And you know what they said? Yes. I was like, there's no question that was never going to succeed. Steve, right? It was never going to succeed because I don't do Snowflake anything. Okay? And by the way, watch this. They have their right to have that. You know, when I was younger, I used to get pissed off at people who did that. Now, it's, they have every right to do that. I don't begrudge anybody. Hey, congratulations to you. You don't want the show? It's all good. Sills, really enjoyed listening to you. And Seth, my two favorite radio TV guys, please make this a regular thing. Real former players who speak truth. Ah, Actar, truth frightens people. You know, people always call me controversial. I didn't realize what controversial meant until it was pointed out to me by Tony Bruno. Controversial means just speaking your mind and speaking truth. 
or your truth. Like, I don't wake up every morning and go, how can I, how can I, how can I really get everybody pissed? I, I, I have never done that. Imagine a woke sills. <laughs> that, that ain't happening. Hey, but then again, get this, man. I love everybody. But I don't like everybody. If you get me. If you're a dick, I hate you. If you treat people like shit or you treat animals bad, okay, I get it. That's kind of not my guy coming over to my house or we're going to sit around and me texting you or become part of my inner circle. That ain't working for me. Okay? 217 says, Steve Heider is an idiot, and anyone who watches his channel is dumb, dude. I don't know football, and anyone who thinks he does also don't know football because you played football in high school. I have no idea who that is. Never heard of him. Lenny D., you need people like Sills. Guys, no, 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 no. I need people like you. I need people like you that aren't afraid to hear the truth. That's a beautiful thing about cities like Philly and Boston and Chicago and true sports fans. It's not about shitting on your favorite sports team or Jalen Hurts or Howie Roseman. It's none of that. It's about producing. There's nothing personal here. Steve, watch this. Steve asked me if I've ever hunted. I did when I was a young kid, but I don't believe in killing animals. However, I believe every American should own a gun. I don't. I'm not responsible enough. But I believe every American should own a pistol. Do I think there should be more hoops to have to run through if you're a wacko? Absolutely. Woke Cilio will go by Daniel Cilio. <laughs> nobody calls me Daniel. Remember that. Just like nobody calls Lawrence Taylor, okay, Larry. Nobody call. Don't ever call Lawrence. If you ever go up to Lawrence Taylor, don't ever call him Larry. He hates that. Don't ever call LT Larry. <laughs> hey, no, 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 man. No, no, no. One thing, one more thing on the Bonds, and I'll get into the Eagles a little bit more here. Guys, yeah, it's not about Barry Bonds making it to the Hall of Fame. It's about how we pick and choose people because he didn't like me. It's an Aaron Rodgers deal. I'm not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he's a jackass. So what did, what did the baseball writers do? They held behind suspected PED use because Bonds treated everybody like shit. And they just use that as a vehicle or a pawn to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Same with Clemens. Clemens is an asshole, too. But what does that have? What category? Watch this. ERA, wins and losses, win percentage, postseason baseball, and your illustrious career during the regular season. Oh, yeah, an asshole. That supersedes everything? Bonds was a steroid user. No, he wasn't. You never proved it. Hey, okay, my favorite, my favorite movie's Training Day. Lonzo Harris. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. It's my favorite Denzel Washington movie, by the way. It's Training Day. Lonzo Harris, baby. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. 
and baseball, nor did the writers who became pharmacists and doctors all of a sudden. Samuel says, come on, he used steroids. That's a guess, dude. No proof to it. No proof to it. Watch this. How do you know that Tom Brady doesn't do steroids? I think this is a good topic here. Jay Bonds was 44 when he played. Interesting. Bonds was 44. Hmm. How old is Brady? Oh, well, Brady's 44. Wow. How many home runs did Bonds hit in his final year? 28. Led baseball in on-base percentage. Led baseball in walks. Led baseball in intentional walks. He was 44? Yeah. Tom Brady takes steroids? Come on. You know he did. Come on. How many athletes have we ever seen? I'm being sarcastic here, though, because I know there'll be some tool bags that will actually think that I'm being serious on this. Come on. You know Brady's on steroids, but it's never been proven, Dan. I know. It's never been proven with bonds. Isn't it funny? Nobody has ever brought that up on Tom Brady. Ever, 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 ever. But it's been brought up numerous times on bonds. Why? Hey, Steve H. goes, Baker Mayfield needs some roids. Hey, Steve, Baker Mayfield needs steroids of ability. <laughs> he needs to find he needs to find a vial that says ability completion percentage and, and, and take a couple CCs of that. Hey, Big Chris, George Foreman, winning a heavyweight championship, beating Michael Moore at 44. I don't know. But like, like, like some of you said, but you know, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what Xander just said. <laughs> um, maybe I will. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it's a shot. It's a shot. Maybe we should give Jalen Hurts a little bit. <laughs> It's not nice, man. Let me get the fuck back on the rails over here. All right, so Doug Peterson has recommended, and I got a text message in one of our breaks here that it's true. Um, Doug Peterson is going to interview for the New Orleans Saints gig. Um, quarterback issues down there, great defense. Pretty decent offensive line. In my opinion, don't be shocked if the Saints move Michael Thomas now. Michael Thomas has got a problem now because, in my opinion, I realize what it was now. Michael Thomas doesn't want to stay, okay? 
he doesn't want to stay in a place where there's no quarterback play. This is a guy who has 100 catch seasons on his resume and is looking to be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer with Trevor Simeon and that gadget dude, Tyson Hill. Why in the world would the Saints pay a guy in Tyson Hill $22 million for a third-team quarterback? I never got that. Okay, I just never got that. And then you got Jameis Winston, who was showing some signs, you know, in the first quarter poll of the season, first five games. <laughs> hey, I, I knew I shouldn't have brought the Hurts thing into this. Not a good move there, Xander. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I knew I shouldn't have said that, but it's all good. But with Doug Peterson back in coaching, back in the NFC, and with the Saints team, by the way, they were 9-8, and eight. okay? They got Alvin Kamara, and I think Alvin Kamara is going to love a guy like uh, Doug Peterson if he so chooses to take that job. You know, supposedly, it got real close last week with Jim Harbaugh taking the Bears gig. But because Michigan decided to go back and renegotiate the contract at Michigan, I think Jim's more likely to stay in Ann Arbor now. But it was close last week to him taking the Chicago Bear job. There was a interview, and then there was a couple calls, and Jim gave him 24 hours. Then he said this. He goes, right now, just give me a couple more months here. Not, not months, but a couple more weeks here. I want to think about it. He's obviously going to talk with his brother John about it. Um, I like that, Eric. How about if Doug Peterson gets Jimmy Garoppolo down in New Orleans? Garoppolo in New Orleans with Doug. And with that running game and that defense. In the NFC South. Who's in the NFC South? Matt Ryan? The Bucs? Is Brady going to retire? How about this? If Tom Brady retires, that Buccaneer team's back to 7-9 and nine again. Look at what Doug's got to be thinking. The Niners are going to move off of Jimmy Garoppolo. So the Saints give the 49ers what they want, a first-rounder. Garoppolo goes down. What if Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl? He's going to command a first round. If Garoppolo, Garoppolo right now, just being in the NFC title game, is going to command a first round, and his 39-16 and 16 record is going to command that. Okay. You put Jimmy G in New Orleans. Put Jimmy G in New Orleans. That football team in a weak NFC and in a weak NFC South is an 11-win team. Now you got yourself something here. Doug will have a quarterback that fits his game because what does Doug want to do? Doug wants to run the ball. He wants to keep building an old line. He wants the Saints to look like the Eagle Championship team. Eric, 11-12 wins? Hey, you know what, Lenny? It wouldn't shock me if Doug went and got Nick Foles, brought his ass down to New Orleans to back up Jimmy G. Wentz in New Orleans? No way. If Wentz goes anywhere... In my opinion, it'll be Wentz 
to Green Bay if Rodgers decides, in my opinion, if Rodgers retires, I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay gets Wentz. And maybe this and maybe the Colts go after Garoppolo. Saints are 70 million over the cap, but they're gonna have to make some tough decisions here. Okay? And Paul, Garoppolo's $22 million. It's what he's making this year. He's not, he is not a $35 million a year guy. He's actually a bargain. NZ. I was totally recommended, and now there's an interview that's been scheduled. I'm sure there's been a conversation with Gail Benson already, and then Mickey Loomis and them probably have been on the phone and they're probably going to set everything up here. Yeah, I'm saying, Doug, because the recommendation was from Sean. Okay? The recommendation was from Sean that you go get Doug Peterson. And from what you guys are saying, Peterson's got Louisiana ties. It's almost a perfect setup there. Hey, and by the way, wouldn't shock me if Coach Ogeron becomes a defensive coordinator or at least like a D-line coach to coach the Saints. Would would not He's got a boatload of money. He's just got $24 million, but they're friends also. Wentz to the Texans. The Texans don't do anything that makes sense. That doesn't – that makes too much sense. <laughs> yes, Dion. That's right. They're, they're good friends. Doug needs to go to Jacksonville. I, dude, that Jacksonville job, you know, I, 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 I look, Shade Khan has a lot of dough, and he wants to win, and he wants to keep the team in Jacksonville. He surely does. Hey, Sydney, Randy Gagre to the Eagles, I'm going to pass on him. I think that dude's a dumbass. I think that guy makes poor decisions. He does. I'm not, I've never been a fan of his when he came out of Nebraska. Just not a fan of his. Okay? I want to get back on a conversation with Sirianni and Hurts this offseason here. Also, a little bit more on a direction when it goes into the draft and certain positions that they're going to have to start focusing on as they start to put their board together. I want to do that a little bit here. 49ers and Rams, Bengals and Chiefs. Guys, please hit the like button. I want to get to 100 likes before the end of the show. You guys have always done that for us. Hey, by the way, I like that, William. Got to talk about Leftwich getting that Jags job. That's right. He's getting that Jags job. That, that, that Jacksonville job is out, okay? That Jacksonville job is out. Leftwich is getting that job. They're working out the finer print and crossing the T's and dotting the I's in Jacksonville. He's getting that job. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. 
so good it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, Ancilio. Please hit the like button, guys. Look what Chris says here. Fangio and Zimmer are both solid DCs, defense coordinators. That's not what Philly's looking for. They want puppets. You think they want to have a defensive coordinator or do you think they want to have a coach that bitches at the front office? Guys, you have told me that the front office runs the team. If the front office runs the team, you're not going to get a strong personality in there. Chef says Fox Sports and ESPN press conference is on its way while Rodgers to the Steelers. Unbelievable. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Jesus Christ. Hey, Chef, I've had too many games played on me before. That ain't it. Chris says Fangio top three DC. No shit. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Tom Brady retirement. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. You're not going to, they're not going to hire people with strong. They just fired a coach who had a strong will and dug. Rodgers to the Titans. How about this? Aaron Rodgers to the Toronto Argonauts. (laughs) Yeah, Aaron Rodgers now to the BC Lions. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I got it. 
Jalen Hurts right. Okay? Jalen Hurts has been traded to the Philadelphia Stars of the USFL. Okay? Bert Andreas, the new head football coach. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my phone's not on. <laughs> oh, the crazy. oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Mahomes to the Steelers. <laughs> hey, don't you love the offseason, though? But don't you love the offseason? You could just make any kind of shit up like the mainstream media does. Russian hoax! You know this. Andy Reid is a Russian agent. You know he is. <laughs> oh, man, people say anything, man. Hey, why not? Social media, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I saw you guys too during the interview. Sills, you suck at interviews. Hey, I hey, you know what? Sills, did you play with Pete Nigerian? I think I played against him when he was on the Sacramento Surge. I think he was a worldly guy, too. He's got a good podcast from what I understand. What about Martindale? His defense was ranked top five. He was with the Ravens, right? Be careful what you say about the country. I don't say anything about the United States of America. I love my country. Proud to be an American, man. Are you kidding me? I've never talked shit on this country in my life. I talk shit on people in it. Not about my United States of America, man. You kidding me? I love the red, white, and blue. Men that served this country, fought and died for this country. My brother-in-law, one of them. Fucking kidding me? I don't disrespect this country ever. And I know what you're saying, Samuel. It's all good. I just got a little serious on you. Oh, I meant Russia. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, man. All right, man. Okay. So let's let's do this. Tony. Tony, USA, baby. Hey, can I can I ask you something? Hey, let's save America. Yeah, you know how we can save America? Vote them fuckers out of Washington. Because the crew we have in there, how, hey, I got the perfect idea, guys. The perfect idea. Let Philly fans loose on the politicians in, um, in D.C. <laughs> can you imagine... You put the politicians at Lincoln Financial, Democrats, Republicans, put them all in the link. You guys would make those politicians cry. Like you did Carson Wentz. Can you imagine if Philly fan got a hold of those dickheads in Washington? Holy shit. They would be running for the gates. Hey, dude, I get off my ass. You get off your ass. What have you done since you've been in Washington, you piece of shit? They couldn't take that. They call you sub subversives. They couldn't take reality America. Philadelphia, Boston, Chicago, places like that are reality America. Podcast, you're right. They quit. Because most of those assholes have had everything handed to them and never had a job in their life. 
That's why the professional athlete, people look at the pro athlete. You play in Philly. <laughs> Jason Kelsey's right. Just win. Just show up to work. Do your job. No days off. Do all that. Don't take summer vacations. Ain't no vacations, man. Nobody in America has vacations instead of politicians and teachers. Nobody takes vacations. You don't have vacations. You get up off your ass and go to work nine to five every day. You're not a, there's no vacations. Vacations. You know what vacations are for? Rich people. People that have disposable time. Vacations. You kidding me? You know, there was a span I worked in this business. For five years, I didn't take a day off. You know why? It was a privilege to talk to people like you. Privilege to have a job like this. I never take advantage of the seat that always I'm in to have an opportunity like this. It's what makes America great. Desmond Ryder, I wouldn't mind taking him in a ladder round. I'm not taking him in the second round, though. I'm not. That's a good question. How about this, guys? Ben Simmons. What was that? Did, did, did I actually see? So let me get this right. Before I move on to the draft of the Eagles here and Hertz and Sirianni, I got something written down here. So let me get this right. James Harden for Ben Simmons. So you have lazy versus crazy. And I say crazy Ben Simmons because the guy doesn't know where he is and what he's doing. He doesn't give a shit. He's like Manny Ramirez, but at least Manny produced. Lazy and crazy. Oh, I could play with Joel Embiid. What? So James Harden now doesn't like playing in Brooklyn. Fat ass said he's way out of Houston, so what did he do? He thought the grass was greener on the other side, and he went to Brooklyn, and he realized, hey, man, this ain't working out here. Kyrie has absolutely polluted everything. So now get this. Now he wants to be teamed up, a ball hog, with Joel Embiid in Philly. Great. Embiid's having an MVP season, and you would bring that cancer in? No way. No thank you. No thank you. No interest. And as far as I'm concerned, I would let Ben Simmons rot on the bench. I would let that guy rot on the bench like cabbage in a rail car. Hey, dude, you don't want to play? You know the worst thing you can do? Do you know what you, the worst thing you could do to an athlete? It's not find them. It's take the game away from them. Athletes get fined, especially hoop guys. They make $35 million. Who gives a shit what the fine is? $15,000? Yeah. It's like 10 cents. Flat Earth Kyrie. Guy went to Duke, too. Well, at least for a day. <laughs> and Lenny's like, right. We don't need you, bro. The Sixers are almost number one in the Eastern Conference right now. Right? Hey, hey. Chris says, hey, hey, the beard can score. That's all he can do. He can't play defense. Lazy versus crazy. Why would I want either guy? 
Hey, the kid in Memphis is kicking ass too, but so is LeBron. Joel Embiid, the kid in Memphis, and Embiid, those are your dudes right now for MVP. Guy in Utah too. Hey, Hugo's blackball his ass. I think that's all right. Dude, you can't do that to NBA guys because you know why? Those guaranteed contracts. You can't, you can't, you can't blackball a guy making $235 million guaranteed. You could do that shit in the NFL. You can't blackball a guy making a quarter of a billion dollars. That's what makes that sport stupid. That's why the NBA is in the position they're in. You like my Sally Jesse Raphael glasses here? I know, right? All right, let's do this. Let's get back on the rails here with the Eagles here. Are we under the agreement that Howie should draft a quarterback in this draft? I'm not saying first round. I'm not saying anything here. I'm throwing this out here. Are we under agreement here that the Eagles should draft a quarterback in the first round? China James. My friend Tony Bruno got the shit kicked out of him for that. <laughs> oh, it's a stupid conversation. I don't give that stuff. Let's see. Oh, Cole says no. Not if keeping hurts. Okay. Ladder rounds, yes, Steve H. Kenny Pickett, no way. Sure, five or six. Brady went there. Carson Strong or Desmond? Three or four. Project. No. How you doing, Philly Luke? What's up, brother? Thanks for coming aboard, my friend. LeBron's a goat, but he's a joke. Lenny, he ain't the goat. You got to get by Kareem first. How about this? Let me ask you something about real quick. It's good. It, I, I love when those things get just dropped in like that. Lenny, what are the two? What is the only shot and what is the most destructive shot in the history of the NBA? It's the sky hook. The most undefensible shot in NBA history is the sky hook by Kareem. All time leading scorer. Six NBA championships, three national titles at UCLA. I don't know how you get around that. He's the most dominant basketball player at any level in the history of the league. Kareem was the guy, dude. Six MVPs, same as Jordan. I mean, Kareem shot. Would you rather have a Steph Curry three or a Jabbar three-footer? What's a higher percentage shot? And he can shoot free throws, unlike Shaquille. The most dominant center in the history of the NBA is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. His numbers say it. His achievements say it. This guy won a title in Milwaukee. Then he turned around and won another five in L.A. Come on, man. Three national championships with Coach Wooden. Hey, and by the way, I always say this about my old friend, John Wooden. I know we had Kareem and Bill Walton. But he won five without those two. So you keep giving me Coach K. Know this. So wait a minute. Coach Wooden, he had Abdul-Jabbar, and he had Bill Walton. Yeah, well, he won five titles without those two. Okay. 
whatever. The round. Skyhook, man. God, unbelievable. You'd rather have Curry's three? Okay, I'll take the, I'll, I'll, I'll take the six-footer from Kareem. I'll have a higher percentage of making it, and you can't defend it. You couldn't defend Kareem in his prime, 37-15 every night. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. It ain't even right. Skyhook, man. Transcended everything, man. And no one's ever been able to duplicate it. It's like Reggie White's arm rip where he tossed dudes. You got to be kidding me, right? Reggie White's arm toss with the pass rush and Abdul-Jabbar Skyhook. No one's been able to duplicate those moves ever since. Kareem was the shit. And by the way, your boy in Philly, Malone, when those three MVPs brought home 83 title, hey, he wasn't a... He wasn't anybody to sneeze at, too. Didn't go to college, went to high, from high school to the ABA. I believe the, uh, the Virginia Squires. Come on, man. I know. I know so much useless stats. I'm so sorry, guys. I know. There's so many things that I Oh, God, over the years of just reading shit. And I love sports, though. I, I, I read every book there is, hockey and NBA and baseball. Baseball was my number one. But football, man, I, and I, I just love it all. Okay. What round should the Eagles draft a quarterback? <laughs> a boxers too, Will. Love boxing. George Foreman's been on this show. One of my dear friends. Eric says fourth. I love that. Two and five, two and a three? No way. I need to get defensive help in two and a three rounds. Fourth, Philly? Five? Fifth, they have three. They have three number fives? Hold on. They have three picks in the fifth round? Matt Hatter, is that a fact? Sills, what's your favorite book? Instant replay. Sixth. Uh, magazines in the toilet. Thank you. Big Seals never reads a book. Yeah, they have to have a lot of pictures in it. Dr. Seuss doesn't count. Thank you, Eric. Wait, what's wrong? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Thanks, Sander. Wait. What's wrong with green eggs and ham? What are you, a fascist? Oh, I forgot. That's now, like, supposedly, like, you know, racist now. Dr. Seuss is racist. I forgot. Steve, I don't know the John Stockton thing. I saw him trending the other day. He listens to audiobooks. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> oh, man. Ye of little faith. How do you know I wasn't going to say Hemingway's from whom the bell tolls? Old Man in the Sea. How do you know I wasn't going to say Melville's Moby Dick? How do you know I wasn't going to say any of that? Okay. 
<laughs> oh, Moby Dick. Yeah, that's a good book. I've read it. <laughs> and Frank, no, I don't want to cry, bro. Okay. Alexander Dubois. Does anybody know what he wrote? Can't hurt me. Great book. I'll read it. 48 laws <laughs> of power. <laughs> um, the Count of Monte Cristo, just in case you're keeping score. Reading Playboy, only when I was in it. For the All-American team. Three Musketeers. How you doing? Hey, only when Big Sills. Yeah, I was a centerfold. How you doing? <laughs> hey, let me take a quick time out here, man. Hey, I want to hit up Byron Leftwich potentially getting that Jags gig a little bit more also on Doug Peterson and what kind of, will he duplicate what Andy Reid did when he went to Kansas city? Will Doug be a better coach on what he's learned in Philadelphia? We're going to do that next. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the national football show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other, with more doctors and hospitals, more benefits that really rock, more of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about, because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show, guys. 
close to 100 likes. Thank you so much for coming aboard here today. We'll get more into the conference championship games as we get later in the week part of Thursday and Friday show. We'll start doing a little bit more there. Um, real quick before I get into Doug Peterson versus Andy Reid, two coaches you fired. Okay, two Super Bowl coaches. One got there, one won it. Your front office fired them. Or your owner, the current owner, fired both those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I thought he was a good evaluator of talent. This is what makes you always have to guess if they know what they're doing in the front office, doesn't it? Watch this. Well, the same guy who's making decisions when they fired Reed. Andy Reed would never have been fired in Pittsburgh. He would have retired. But the owner of the Eagles fired him. When he picks up his bat and ball and his kicking tee and all that other shit and goes to Kansas City and wins the Super Bowl, now it's been the four straight AFC championships. Probably win a second title this year. <laughs> Peters is going to get another opportunity. Real quick, though. Okay, I got, I got, I got, I got to, I, I, I have to laugh a little bit here because I, I heard people, and I, I watch a lot of shows during the day, you know, I, to get content for us to sit here and talk for a couple hours. And today it was here's a new Aaron Rodgers spin. Well, it's time to, for Green Bay to cut the cord. <laughs> I said this with Seth Joyner last night. There's dudes in Green Bay that are sitting here going, don't you dare cut the cord with Aaron Rodgers. My incentives and my contract are predicated on how far we go. If the offense is in the top five, I get $200,000, $300,000. You think those players in Green Bay want to see Aaron Rodgers retire? Absolutely not. You think Jordan Love is going to give them their incentives? <laughs> okay. Remember, offensive linemen can't catch the ball. They got to go by how well you play, how well your offense is ranked, running the ball, throwing the ball, wins, how well you're graded, least amount of sacks. All that's dictated on winning. Not sitting around going, oh, it's time to move on from Rodgers. You got to be high, man. That's a media-made-up thing. Green Bay has no interest in moving on from Aaron Rodgers. But if you listen to the media people, he's holding them hostage. Well, kudos to him. How many players get a chance to hold organizations hostage? Good for Aaron. How many times do organizations do this? Sign you to a three-year contract. Give you $10 million. They find out you suck, they cut you. How many times do they do that? Do you know how rare it is that a player gets leverage on an organization? Slim the nun. Slim the nun. Yeah, yeah. Don't put Aaron in front of those men. And by the way, let me, you know, somebody just brought up something about him being so vocal in the media. You know what's funny? The media wants these athletes to say something, and when they do, and it's something they don't like, they want to shut them up. 
They want athletes to talk in their verbiage, in their likes, how they think. And once you don't talk like that, they attack you. So which is it? Hey, I'll tell you this. I'm guilty of that with LeBron. Jordan never said shit. To give LeBron credit for something, watch this. You may not agree with his politics, his political positioning, his relationship with China. At least he says something. At least he stands for something. Okay? You may not like it. You may not like it. Some of the things, but the guy's been a great ambassador to the sport. Okay? Been a great, he's been great. So when Aaron Rodgers goes off the goes off the farm and starts saying things that people don't like, questions Biden, talks about how look, so you're shitting on Aaron Rodgers for questioning Joe Biden in the vaccinations. I don't hear anybody pissing and moaning when LeBron James was kicking the shit out of Trump or the NBA was dogging Trump. Again, this goes back to Bonds coverage. Yeah, but he's a Trumpster. This guy here is okay. Who gives a shit? At least they're saying something. They're great for sports. We can debate it. We can have fun with it. But I'm not going to take it personal. Okay? I mean, really, let them. I'd rather have athletes be genuine. Isn't that one of you? How about this? I like athletes and people that are unique. Okay? I like people that are unique. I don't like the same shit over and over. I've always tried to make my show different than the next dudes. That's why if you ever see me doing a show on this platform, you never see me talking to the people that, you know, join us every night or every day. I only do that here. My show's unique. Real. Thank you, Sydney. How can you not be? Who wants to be a freaking phony all day? Right? Freedom of speech. Maybe that's it right there, Eric. Freedom of speech. Whether you like it or not. You know what's funny? Watch this. My daughter can't stand Donald Trump. And she hates anybody who likes him. Okay? I don't hate anybody who likes Biden. Okay? He can call me a son of a bitch, too. <laughs> I don't hate anybody. That much where it affects me, that much. Politician who I don't know? I don't know that guy from a can of paint. I could give a shit about that guy. I really... <laughs> hey, I got two minutes to do this. Doug Peterson's going to be a better coach. If he takes this New Orleans job, then he was in Philadelphia. That's scary. Because if Andy Reid is any indication that you get better after your experience in Philly and all the things that you trained him for, all the things he needed to be effective, Doug knows he needs a quarterback. That's going to be priority number one wherever he goes. His job interview is probably that. We're going to have to – you want me? You're going to have to have a top-flight quarterback in here or I'm not going to take a job – Doug could sit and wait. Doug is going to be a better coach 
And then what you're going to have, you may have two Super Bowl winning coaches in two different places that you had in Philly. God forbid Doug takes that Saints job, builds that thing back up into a power, and which he can in the NFC. And by the way, the Bensons don't get in the way. Mickey Loomis works with you, not against you like how he does. That's a great job and a great organization. The Saints are a hell of an organization. If Doug takes that job and gets a quarterback and they start winning the weak-ass NFC, you're going to look back and go like this at your owner. You fired those two dudes. And we got Nick Sirianni. Not that that's a bad thing. Nick looks like he could be a good coach. But you're talking about potentially two dudes succeeding in two different places that you can't. Man, that would be Philly's biggest nightmare. If Doug goes to the Saints or he goes to another NFC team and builds it into a power. You had the guy in your building. Want to thank my friend Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. Loved having him on, as I always do. I appreciate it. Guys, if you missed any of the show, please share it, like it, watch it a little bit later if you missed it. We love you very much, man. Hey, do me a favor, too. Please hit the like button, okay? Thursday, Friday, we're going to start talking some conference championship games. We'll talk Eagles, obviously, some draft. We'll start getting into some free agency. We'll really start getting knee-deep into free agency. And also, which Eagles need to go during this offseason? We'll do that. Appreciate it. We'll catch you tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side.